615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Hold your nose because the bull's about to fly. Now, here's Greg Vogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. It's football time in Tennessee, and it's Friday. So that means it's time for Pickin' with the Pickers. For over a decade during football season, you've heard legends of film and field tell their tales and pick their picks. Vince Gill, Rob Schneider, Arsenio Hall, Keller B, Steve the Colonel Cropper, Kathy Lee freaking Gifford, Dave Mason. Picking with the Pickers is brought to you by Tim Leaper Roofing. Now it's time to pick the brains of the Pickers. Here are the hosts of Picking with the Pickers, Greg Poe and News Channel 5's John Bippity Boppity Burton. John Bippity Boppity Burton. You, 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 you get a kick out of that every time the big voice guy says that, don't you? Yes, I do. It's a once a week thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Hopkins, I met Brad in 1996. He had already established himself as one of the best uh, offensive uh, left tackles, offensive, not like defensive left tackles, best left tackles uh, in the league, uh, pro bowler, all pro, part of that Super Bowl run. Uh, since then, he's done a lot of um, media stuff. We did a sports talk show together with uh, on another station here, and we've worked together on TSU stuff. But the best thing about it, he's the dad of uh, Bryson Hopkins, who's a, a Super Bowl-winning tight end. Brad, what's up, buddy? Hey, Brad. Why don't you just say we're friends, Greg? Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> what's up, buddy? <laughs> Greg likes to put over the fact, Brad, that he knows a lot of famous people. So I know. I know, JB. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Great to talk to you. How was your Thanksgiving? You know what? My wife did a phenomenal job. Got the family together. Um, everybody was there except for Bryson, of course, who's mm-hmm. you know, trying to wrap up the season here in L.A. But um, it was great. It was great to get everybody together and, and – you know, be thankful for the blessings that we do have. And it was cool. How was you guys' Thanksgiving? Well, I was doing TSU basketball in Destin, so that wasn't bad. I was oh, hanging I was hanging out by myself, just eating some leftover uh, chicken and enjoying the peace and quiet. I know, that's right. You sound like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's another guy was talking about that. Oh, it was uh, Mad Dog from ESPN talking about how he hates Thanksgiving because all he wants to do is watch football. And, and, hate Thanksgiving? And all the, Don't like it? Yeah. Just want to eat turkey, watch it. football? I don't like Thanksgiving. Well, I grew up listening to WFAM, him and Mike Francesa, Mike and the Mad Dog. So, you know, he's a legend. Oh, my God. That was pretty good. Yeah, good <laughs> Brad Hopkins, great left tackle, all pro, played a lot of years, Tennessee. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, my so, God. So you out in L.A., Brad? I am. I'm out here. I'm obviously doing some business, but um, particularly the Browns are in town to play the Rams, and I wanted to see if I couldn't catch my boy on the field today, this weekend. So thought I'd hang out here, and I'm sitting on this couch right now while he's at practice. Nice. Well, the being a dad, how cool is that going through the process? Of course, you went through it. Uh all the way through, through. By the way, the pride of Moline High School. He was a better basketball player in high school than he was football player. Mm-hmm. He's, pretty, ask, he's a pretty damn ask. good football player. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Thanks, John. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but being a dad, Brad, and going through that process, how cool that must be. You know, every dad that has an athlete that participates um, 
in sports understands how I feel. It just happened to be that my son's career hasn't ended in sports yet. It's inevitable that it's going to, but you know, for all those dads that sit in the stands you know, at high school games or college games, they understand the feeling that goes into supporting your kid. I'm sitting here right now with a Rams hoodie on. <laughs> and it's not because I'm a Rams fan. It's because I'm a Bryson Hopkins fan. You know, my heart lies and will always lie with the Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers. And, but what we do, you know, like I remember going up to Lafayette for all the years that he was up there, um, donning the Purdue gear, me being an Illinois alum. We do oh. what we have to do to support our kids. Right. You know, I did the same thing when Colin was, you know, playing at Indiana. I did the same thing when Gentry was dancing at Tennessee. So, you know, my, my hats change in accordance to what my kids are doing. And as a supportive father, that's what we do. You know, we show up. You know, we're there to, to give our experience, you know, and give our guidance, our support. And uh, it's just fortunate that Bryson's career hasn't, you know, hasn't ended yet, and he's got a lot more football left to play. Brad, do you get heat from other fan bases, like you said, when you when you wear the different hats to support your kids? Because you know how fans you, are. They don't get it sometimes, right? John, you apparently haven't seen me lately, have you? I haven't in a while. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anybody saying nothing to me while I'm walking through these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was up in the, I was up in Cincinnati donning my son's jersey. Yeah, one guy thought about getting smart you know, because I, I needed to get into get to my seat, and he looked up and he saw me donning the '88. Yeah, and um, he said, "Don't move for this guy." And I, I looked down at him like, "Really? Is that what you really want to do?" And he started laughing because he really knew that he that's not what he wanted. Of course, they moved. Well, you know what? They I didn't s- hear a peep from anybody. <laughs> you know what they say, Brad? Blank around and find out, right? <laughs> that's it. And that's and the thing is. I wear that look on my face, John, too, in the situation. I know, too. I know. I already know. I've seen it, Brad. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. They already know. Oh, I've seen it like at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Blink yeah. around and find out. Blink around and find out, yeah. though. I'm with the smooth it's, taste food. That's right. I, I've seen it hey, That's what I tell yeah. people all the time. I'm like, don't let the suits and the proper grammar fool you now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, say, 6 a.m. I've seen it plenty of times with you. With, you <laughs> stop, know. Stop. Well, no, but like, neither one of us wanted to be there. Okay, so. <laughs> hey, and, and, and well, first off, how's Kristen? You, you, she's been, she's a sweetheart. She's what a oh, what yeah. a wonderful wife you have. And you guys have been married what like 12, 13 years now, right? Twelve years. Yeah, now, man, yeah. Isn't that crazy. Congrats, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, she's she's my best friend. I, you know, I know people sometimes say that too. Uh, you know, tongue in cheek, but now nah, my world wouldn't revolve if it weren't, you know, for her being in it. So, you know, she's done a tremendous job, and you know, just like right now, she's actually tr- um, got a new gig doing. Um, what is it? Um, it's not, not recruiting. It's recruiting, but they call it some kind of technical form. She yeah. actually was working for a company out of Munich, Germany, fellas, and we got to go over to London. Nice last year for one of her um, for one of her trips. So. Not only is she contributing to the bottom line in the Hopkins household, she's also <laughs> taking us some cool trips too. So yeah. that doesn't suck. Brad, you mentioned it. You know, your heart is always going to lie with the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans. The fact that Miss Amy over the years has kind of opened the doors to the Oilers legends to come home here to Nashville because let's face it, the Texans, you know, kind of turned their backs on them when they, you know, when they when when the NFL came back to Houston. How important is that? And what does that say about Miss Amy? The fact that you know. Because for a while, the Oiler legends felt like they had nowhere to go. Guys like Warren Moon and Earl Campbell and, you know, Robert Brazil and all the greats. And and Miss Amy, for her to say, 
you know, Nashville is your home because you are us and we are yeah. you. How important is that? And Brad's a bridge to both. That's, right. what, that's, yeah. what, that's yep. why I'm asking, I know. Greg. I'm reemphasizing <laughs> your point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, obviously I was drafted by her father. Right. And I remember the issues that Bud dealt with trying to get revisions done to the old Astrodome. And you know, at some point, maybe it was the firing of Bum Phillips. He became unpopular in the city. So asking for those revisions was like pulling teeth, you know. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he had threatened to move the franchise so often that once he did it for that last time, they said, you know what, don't let the door hit you. Yep. So there's a fan base down in Houston that's, that is so love you, Blue. They just, you know, they hated seeing the team leave, but they just were out of discord with the ownership. Now, what Amy has done is she's recognized that. She's seen all of that, you know, through growing up in Houston and watching her father deal with the team. And I think that there's a certain way that she wanted to do things when she got up here to Tennessee and she took the reins of this franchise. And not forgetting the lineage was important to her. When you go into the, the lobby of the stadium or the facility over there, it says established in 1967. I guess people don't realize how huge that actually is. There are still people that walk around Tennessee that support the Titans that don't realize that this history this history goes way back yep. to the AFL days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for her to acknowledge that, for her to want to bridge, like you just mentioned, Greg, um, that, that gap between Oilers and Titans, she's done a tremendous job. You know, this weekend or a couple of months ago, we had the alumni weekend to where we commemorated not only the, the Oilers, but also those Titans that – you know, meant something to this franchise together, collectively. And that's important to her, and I think it always will be. So it, it's hard to have those kids that come in now that become part of this franchise to understand just how deep the history goes. But I think what Amy's done is a tremendous job of trying to make them recognize just how deep the roots go in this franchise. Brad, Pat, Pat called you a minute ago, and I guess you get the and you saw a picture. How and you were talking about those you know, fans that didn't want to mess with you. They wouldn't want to mess you when you were three. What was your top playing weight? 348, am I guessing? 346. Three, wow. Three, <laughs> you're, you're, what do you weigh now? 240. <laughs> 346, yeah. but a dancing bear, like a very athletic 346. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My butt looked like a sack of pool balls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you played, I mean, you know, like you said, you're two, you know, over a hundred pounds down from your playing weight, but you, as, as John mentioned, you could move, you made that work for you that you weren't just a big blob out there with a dimply butt. <laughs> no, see, I remember I got my scholarship to Illinois as a tight end. And it was then that I was undisciplined and ate my way to tackle. Now I say that, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think I would have been revered as more of a blocking tight end in Jeff George's offense. You know what I mean? I don't think that he was really keying in on, you know, checking down to me. Right. If I were to be out there. So I think that it wasn't that far hard for the staff to see me playing left tackle versus being a tight end in the Big Ten. So I really wasn't a tight end but more than a month or so before they moved me. Now, I did embrace it. Um, I didn't redshirt my freshman year, and I sat behind an All-American named Mark McGowan. And if you ever went down, I was going to go in, but I didn't redshirt, and it was you know, it was a great experience for me to to see the Big Ten from that lens from a different position. And it took a while for me to gain the confidence to be able to compete, um, but ultimately I did, and you, we see where it got me. But that wasn't the goal. The, the plan was for me to play tight end, just like Bryson. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the same body type, mm -hmm. but at that point, three hundred pounders weren't running around everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the fact that I was that close, I think I was like two eighty. 
at some point. And they were like, you know what? You're a light left tackle. Let's see if we can't put a little weight on you in the weight room and put them sandwiches down and do it the right <laughs> way and see what happens. And um, I guess they were right. But uh, it wasn't by design that I was going to be a, a guy blocking. I wanted to have that ball in my hand. Much like you mentioned earlier, Greg, my, you know, my exploits wanting to be on the basketball court, you know? Mm-hmm. So with the football in my hand, I felt I'm doing something that's comparable. You know, I'm, I'm making a difference by putting points on the board. And that's why I like playing high school football because I was able to do that, play kind of a, a basketball brand of football, you know, while I was out there. So, but it wasn't in the cards for me, you know? I was in the cards to block for Warren Moon and then block for Steve McNair for most of his career. And uh, I played the game like that. I played the game athletic, as athletic as I could. And uh, until my body was done playing football, that's what I did. You know, it's funny where this game takes you because, you know, Warren Sapp started out. He was a tight end in high school, you know, and now he's a Hall of Fame, you know, nose tackle, one of the best ever. So, you know, just goes to show. You'd be surprised, John, when you you ask the question of guys that, you know, have played long tenures in the league. Mm -hmm. What was the goal? What was the plan? Yeah. Some of them wanted to be baseball players. Some of them wanted to be basketball players. Sometimes, you know what, guys? Football chooses you. Right. And that's what happened to me because, you know, like, like you mentioned, Greg, I wanted to play basketball, but I wouldn't have been near a, an accomplished athlete on the basketball court as I became on the football field. So my dad and I had some hard conversations about what do you want to do at this next level? I had some offers to play basketball, but they weren't near to the degree of playing in a Power 5 conference like the Big Ten for Illinois as a tight end. So that's what I chose. I got a better degree and obviously a better playing experience for it. Brad Hopkins with us. Picking with the Pickers presented by Tim Leeper Roofing. We're going to take a break in, in a minute. And uh, Brad will uh, pick with Paul Oson from Tim Leeper Roofing. I send him the games to pick. Uh, Brad, tell the people, director, we've, we've uh, talked, uh, we had lunch, I don't know what, six, seven weeks ago, director of football operations at Big League Advantage. Tell us what you're doing. So Big League Advantage takes advantage of the NIL space that came available to football, basketball, and baseball players. I don't think a lot of people recognize the fact that, you know, the body of an athlete starts deteriorating by the time you get to play professionally. So the fact that they weren't able to make money doing what they were doing and contributing to the bottom line of these college programs, it really was, was false. And so now that the NCAA and, of course, the powers that be have put it in place for these kids to make money, we try and provide for them um, a structure, a plan, and discipline with an investment. An investment meaning, you know, we pour into these kids so that way they can you know, affect their families, they can affect their careers by, you know, preparing themselves and ultimately um, investing in their future. So, you know, we have an analytics, we have experienced guys that have been in the league to take a look at these athletes and we propose a certain number to them that they agree upon and we'll do a revenue share in the, in the future for, you know, if they were to make it. And of course, you know, there, there's, you know, we're not trying to hamstring these kids. So if you don't make it professionally, then it's just, you know, it didn't work out, and that was just a gamble that we were willing to take. That's the risk that we're willing to take because you don't owe us anything if you, you know, are not playing football. That's what it's about. So we're just giving these kids, a lot of them, um, and they're not all the same. You know, the, the grades are different. You know, the, the, the amounts are different. Um, and we just want to try and find the right kids that have that business mindset, that want to put their future earnings to work for them today. That's what it's about. Well, and this what could start a little bit with the minor leagues, right? You have those. You're you're almost betting on their future. Is that lack of a better yeah. word? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, the, baseball has a minor league system. Now, you're not going to make a whole bunch of money there until you get called up. But in essence, there's a way for them to make money. 
what Big League Advantage does, especially when it started in the baseball space, was to provide a, a, a better living for those kids that were playing in the minors that might not ever get the call to play professionally, right? Now that football and basketball are on board, you know, there isn't that same kind of system, but you can see how the model would definitely affect those young athletes that need combine training, you know, that might have kids, that might have families in underserved communities that need help, you know, things of that nature. So these are the things that these kids are striving for, and the responsibility is put on them at an early age, and we're acknowledging that. We're acknowledging that, you know, that sometimes the financial gap can be a burden, and we're trying to relieve that burden and allow them to have a clearer mind, a clearer focus, and a better opportunity to make it to achieve their goals. That's what it's about. You, uh, Brad, you mentioned uh, all the all the players that you blocked for. Uh, obviously, one of them was Eddie George, named a semifinalist mm-hmm. for the Hall of Fame. What do you think his chances are, and does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in your mind? Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to rush for 10,000 yards. We just watched Derrick Henry eclipse the 9,000-yard mark and how few athletes were able to do that. You know, to think about what Sir Edward did, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> That's definitely Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, this kid was a Heisman Trophy winner. He obviously was one of the pillars of our Oilers-Titans franchise when he was here. Um, shoot, what he's doing in the community now, giving back coaching at TSU. You know, he's a thespian, all kinds of things. Just the fact that, um, you know, as accomplished as Eddie is, it's taken this long to be mentioned, that's kind of silly. <laughs> you know, but is he worthy of it? Of course he's worthy of it. Did he put in the work to establish himself as one of the best running backs to play the game? You darn shooting he did. And I think that, you know, when they finally get it together, when they start talking about it, when they start putting the debate together, I don't think it'll be that hard for them to say, you know what, 027 does need to get in. And I hope to be right there in Canton standing next to him to applaud, you know, the fact that he's wearing that gold jacket. I mean, I can't wait to see what his bust looks like, that little ball-headed rascal. <laughs> you know, with the you know, that'll be fun to see. Because I got to see, listen, I got to see three of my of my uh, teammates do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was there when Bruce got inducted. I was there when Munch got inducted. And I was there when Warren got inducted. And to play alongside of those guys, to think Eddie George is any different than those players that I just mentioned, come on, man. It doesn't make any sense. Man, when you think about it, you play, you played with some all-time greats, man. Wow. Yeah, man. And there's a few more out there that need to get that nod, too. Got yeah. to play with, so we'll see. Yeah. Running, running and blocking uh, right behind that dimply butt. So uh, yeah, you, you should have <laughs> nice never, you should have never told me that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Facts are stubborn things. Right? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, Brett, we're gonna take a break. Come back and pick some games. You cool with that? Or you because you just waiting on Bryce to get back from practice. <laughs> so, yep. all right, we'll take a break. Picking with the pickers, presented by Tim Leeper Roofing. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, 
And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This yeah. is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The yeah, Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. <laughs> the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. If you love stream of consciousness lost in a tangent, where are my glasses? Oh, they're on my head radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton show is for you. Tim Leeper Roofing presenting Picking with the Pickers. Brad Hopkins, a former Oilers Titan. Oilers uh, number 13 overall pick in 93. One. Yep. Well, three. Three. 13 and 93, is that right? 13 and 93. Dang, there are a fiber's few touches still touching. In my there brain. you go. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster is working overtime. Yeah, yeah it's, it's early. That's <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> All right, fine. All right. Hey, you ready, you ready, you ready to pick some? Back, yeah, okay, I don't care. You know that. We give each other grief. You ready to pick a few games, Brad? Let's do it. All right. right. Um, let's see if I sent a text. Where the hell is it? Yeah, I know I said I think I've accidentally uh, erased it, but you've got the numbers over there because yeah. I, I texted everybody. I right, got it right here. Yeah, let's bring in Paul Olson, okay? Paul Timley right. for roofing. Say hello to Brad Hopkins. Hey, Brad. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. 
Happy to be with you guys on the radio. So, uh, Alabama fan, fourth and 31. Had you already oh, turned geez. it off? Mm-hmm. I'm an Auburn fan. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'd rather not talk about it right now, Greg. <laughs> too soon. Ten years after the kick six, that hey, play happens. Again, listen, we're picking games. We're not talking about <laughs> Alabama Auburn football. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, uh, Patton, get us caught up uh, with all of our guests are kicking our butt, as a matter of fact, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was a uh, an eventful uh, picking with the pickers last week uh, for the wrong reasons. But uh, Henry yeah. Rothenberg was you our guest. You say that. <laughs> yeah. Colts, or uh, Titans and Panthers was the first game. The Titans were three-point favorites. They won and covered in that one. Greg Pogue, the only person to pick the Panthers, plus the points in wow. that one, did not cover, of All right, course. Fine. Uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Tennessee, 27-point favorites, but good teams win, but the great teams cover. Vanderbilt oh, covers in that up. one. Everybody <laughs> picked the balls in that one. Nobody picked the doors, so an O for, for everybody there. So they there. covered two and. 12 games this year. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, Baby steps. <laughs> MTSU uh, was three and a half point favorites. Um, I can't even remember who they were playing. At Sam Houston. At yeah. Sam Houston. Uh, they did not cover. They did not win. And, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. that ended the Rick Stocksell era. Everybody picked MTSU in that one. So, over once again. And then, finally, the big one, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan, three and a half point favorites. They won. They covered. John, the only person to pick the Wolverines. So as things stand right now, our guest has done very well this season, 29 and 24 overall. John, not too far behind in second place at 28 and 15. Paul uh, slash Tim Leeper is at uh, 24 and 24, straight 500 on the year. Greg Pogue, well below 500, 22 and 31 <laughs> overall on the year. He went Call over- now to get his five-star best bet, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Pogue went 0 for 4 last 0 week. 0 for 4. <laughs> he took the, the, gold, took the golden sombrero, man. <laughs> you know what? I was in a, I was doing that in a car in Montgomery, Alabama. There you go. Yeah, what, okay. do you, what do you Excuses, expect? excuses. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's pick some games. Patton, you just call them out. Uh, I know I know the games. I can't remember the exact numbers because I raced the text. I said everybody. But uh, Titans, Colts. Yeah. Colts are minus one. Colts are minus one. Brad Hopkins, you go first. Well, this is going to be an interesting game because we know that the uh, the Colts haven't lost, you know, uh, as of the last few weeks. And if they come in here with that same running, rushing attack as they did when they put it on the Titans when they were up in Indianapolis in October, it could be a long day for the Titans. Now, fortunately for the Titans, they're undefeated at Nissan. So something's got to give. Uh, the fact that Indianapolis will be without Grover Stewart, you know, he was their run stuffer, that big old 315-pound dude that was in the middle, it should make it easier for Derek to have a better day, a better day than he had uh, the last time they were out there when he rushed, rushed 43 yards on 13 carries. So I think if they can harass Gardner Minshew, make it harder for him to find Josh Downs and Michael Pittman Jr., then that will be a situation that the Titans can take advantage of. But the unfortunate part is, fellas, on third down, the Titans have had a real problem getting off the field. Mm-hmm. With penalties, you know, finding, finding the quarterback, you know, getting that sack ratio up. Hopefully Arden Key, obviously Jeffrey Simmons, those kind of guys can get home 
and make it a long afternoon for Gardner Minshew. And there's no way I'm going to pick against my tight end. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, after all of that. After all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the real. I'm just giving you the real. Yeah, okay? I like it. Now, Keeping it a buck. I will, I, I will pick with my heart because you know, I want the Titans to obviously win. I want them to spoil what is a little bit of a conversation about the Colts making it to the playoffs. But somebody's got to make it in, right? Mm-hmm. The, the road still might go through Jacksonville. Houston's playing well. But uh, the fact that they're without Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss has done a tremendous job. I think he's still like in like what the top ten in rushing. Yeah. Right now, and as a backup, you know, just show you that they're formidable. So I'm going to take the Titans by a field goal, twenty to seventeen. All right, Paul. Woo! I just want to say, uh, Brad, you sound like you know as much about football as I know about roofing. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I am so thankful that we are much better at roofing than we are at picking games. So, uh, my pick, uh, I'm going to use a quote by the great Mike Keith. The Titans get it done again in Nissan right. Stadium. JB? Yeah, you know what? The the Titans defense has been hearing all week about how Indy ran all over them in game one. I think they're going to come out uh, breathing fire. I think they slow down that Indy running game, and that's going to put more pressure on Gardner Minshew, and he's going to turn it over a couple times. So I will take the Titans to win on Sunday. Brad, if somebody goes against the other three against the grain, JB, they are? Arr! Lone Wolf. With that said, I'm still wow. taking the Titans. <laughs> Get all that. As, hey, get all that. Yeah, yeah, as Chris Berman would say, we're all on the Titans. All right. Yep. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. this is not Homer Radio. I think the Titans. Yeah, get uh, yeah that is not a Homer yep, pick yep, by me it. at all. You guys all right. know me. I'm not a so, Homer. So, uh, Georgia-Alabama, tomorrow SEC championship game on CBS. What What's that? Spread? Georgia is Five and a half point favorite. Georgia five and a half favored over uh, Alabama, Brad. Yeah, I think unfortunately for Alabama, that old the Longhorns game, it seems to haunt them. And unfortunately, Paul, you know, they were able to pull off a win against your Auburn Tigers. But think about this. Auburn got blasted by New Mexico State the week before, 31 to 10. But they showed up in the Iron Bowl to really take them down to the wire. So I'm not saying is that say much about the rivalry, or does that say much about who Alabama actually is? Mm. We know that Georgia's a juggernaut. You know, between, uh, obviously, Carson Beck, who's done a tremendous job of picking up where uh, uh, Stetson Bennett left off. Uh, he and Brock Bowers have been a one-two combination that, you know, college football loves to watch. But Brock isn't, isn't the healthiest that he's been. I'm not saying it's going to be an issue, but it's probably something to watch. Now, interestingly enough, the last time Georgia lost was 41-24 to to Alabama in the 2021 SEC Championship game. Matter of fact, the Georgia Bulldogs, they suck in playing in Atlanta. Now, I'm not going to say that that's going to be the telling of the tale, but I think that this is a year where the focus, the 29 straight, trying to get 30 straight, is something that uh, Kirby and the guys have really been focusing on. And they've got the players to do it. They've got the hosts to do it. Alabama's comfortable in these situations, playing against teams that they feel might be better than them or as good as them. I'm listening to Nick Saban on Pat McAfee. Just giving Kirby Smart the respect that he deserves for the tenure that he served there in Alabama and for what he's done to the Georgia program. But I don't think that Alabama comes out a, 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 with a W on this one. I think it's going to be a field goal difference between the two. Bulldogs get it done 27 to 24. All right, so you're taking Alabama plus the points at five and a half, right? So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if 
I'm saying that if I'm saying Georgia's going to win 27-24, yeah, I guess Alabama yeah. does yeah. cover. Alabama so, plus yeah. the five and a half. So you're picking Alabama to cover, Georgia to win. And that's it. There it is. All okay. right. Paul? There's no way I would ever pick Alabama to win anything. <laughs> I don't care how good they are. <laughs> and I don't – I don't – you know, you brought up the Alabama-Auburn game, and then you brought up the New Mexico State game. And let's just remember that we were right there with Georgia, and we were right there with Alabama, first-year head coach. I can't wait to see what happens next year. I will pick Georgia all day long and twice on Sunday. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Yeah, dangerous spot for Georgia here. You know, there. I still can't believe there could be a scenario that if they lose, they could be out for that reason. Kirby will have his players ready to play. Give me the Bulldogs, and I'll lay the five and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm with uh, Brett. I think the five and a half. I think this is going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Yeah. I think the it's, you know, I don't know. I can't see it being a shootout, but who knows in these kind of games. Yeah, give me Alabama plus the points. All right, what's that? Florida, Florida State. Uh, no, not Florida, Florida State. Louisville, Louisville Florida, Florida State. State in the ACC championship game, Patton. Yes, right now, uh, Florida State minus one and a half. Mm. Basically a pick Yeah, you, you know, the thing is, um, I'm kind of rooting for Jeff Brown because Jeff Brown was Bryson's coach at Purdue when he was up there. Now, I'm not going to always say that Jeff, I agree with how Jeff Brown played Bryson, but <laughs> needless to say that he's done, he's done a tremendous job, and I saw what he was able to do to a Purdue program that was struggling behind Daryl Hazel, you know, before they fired him and replaced, and he was replaced. Um, they actually opened up the exits up there in West Lafayette. There were so many people coming up there to watch Purdue Boilermaker football. So I understand the effects that he can have on a roster. And this is his first year in Louisville. And it'd be a great story. But if they were to beat Florida State, then there'd probably be no chance that the ACC would represent in the college playoffs. And I think despite losing Jordan Travis, Florida State has done a tremendous job. Tate Rotemaker, as a matter of fact, he threw a touchdown against uh, Louisville last year. I think a couple touchdowns, maybe. So he understands exactly what Louisville's defense can do, the players that he's playing against. But I think that, you know, Florida State committing turnovers or a few turnovers in the nation, basically, I think only committed five, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think it comes down to maybe a touchdown between the two, but Florida State does get it done 30 to 23. Paul? I agree. I think Florida State will uh, handle business. I will pick this one with my heart. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an FSU fan. Go Knowles. Give me Florida State. You gonna Wolfie? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Lord Wolf, Greg Poe. Well, when you're like 18 behind, yeah, you I mean, just gotta you, go against you gotta start grind. taking some yeah, chances yeah, I mean, to make up ground here. Uh, so you're taking Louisville. Yeah, I think the quarterback situation yeah. is is certainly going to be a consideration. The fact that this is basically a pick'em game, Louisville, yeah. I think's maybe a bit overrated. But I will, I'll go with the Cardinals. They beat the Notre Dame's ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not that that means much. Uh, <laughs> I was just happy to it see did, it because I hate Notre the, Dame. Well, it did at the time, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, and then the how did this get on? Hey, here? real quick, guys. Yeah. Interestingly okay. enough, that Notre Dame game that featured um, Mark Marcus had been on on uh, Jeff Brown's staff at Purdue. That's right. Ohio State as a defensive coordinator. So that was yep. probably an emotional game for Jeff to get a win over a guy that was on his staff previously. No question. And have, we never, ever have picked the Rams unless they're playing <laughs> the Titans. But somehow, <laughs> some way, this Rams-Browns game got on. And maybe it was the tight end of uh, of the son of the person we have the uh, on right now. But mm-hmm. uh, what do we have with the Rams 
and like we're gonna am i even gonna ask brad who he's gonna pick yeah but anyway yeah. uh <laughs> what do you got Patton? uh vegas clearly going with uh bryson hopkins in the uh la rams how much three, three and a half three and a half with the cleveland browns brad yeah, well you you're out there the yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 before i give you the minutiae about the game yeah i'm gonna pick the rams obviously but um It'll, it's going to be a different game if Joe Flacco is under center versus Dorian Thomas, Robinson, Thompson, Robinson. You know, this is a guy that can affect the run game because he does have that mobility as to where they may be leaning on more of the experience and getting the ball out of his hands if Flacco's there. Now, if he's there, in the, if Flacco is actually starting, I think Aaron Donald and company are making their chops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the line with Wyatt Teller being a little gimpy, um, as a matter of fact, I think Joe Patenio is a little gimpy. Uh, they're not up to 100% to be able to keep that pocket protected. And these guys, I think that first, that uh, rookie Turner that uh, the Rams have, he has been making some tremendous plays. There'll be another opportunity also for the running back, Kieran Williams, to kind of take that step forward. I think he's got like three 100-yard uh, games in the past four games. So I would expect them to see a healthy dose of him. Of course, Matthew Stafford is who he is. He's found a plethora of different receivers, whether it be um, uh, uh, you know Puka or Cooper, if he's healthy. Um, we saw the, the, the week that um, Tyler Higby had, got his first couple of touchdowns of the season. So he's spreading the football around nicely. I think the Rams get it done 24-17. to 17. Paul? I'm picking the Rams as well. I mean, I was going to say everything that Brad said, but, you know, he, <laughs> he beat he you to it. it. But, uh, no, I think, I think Stafford looked so good last week that, you know, I just see them continuing on that role. I know they haven't had the season that they wanted, but uh, I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, you know, uh, the Browns have a lot of issues. It looks like Flacco will start. He's 38 years old. He's just off the couch. He can't move. Um, You know, Miles Garrett looks like he's going to play, but he's banged up real bad. I don't think Denzel Ward is going to be available for this game. And this, you know, the Browns are a good team. They have a really good defense, but I think the Rams get the better of them. I'm taking Los Angeles. So no, that Brad Hopkins doesn't kick my ass the next well, time I no, see him. No, no, nah, he's only, he, only weighs, he only weighs 240. Uh, I'm not lone wolf in this one. I think it's going to be the the Rams. So uh, I'll lay that. So We're, we're all on Los Angeles. Hey, Tom. Paul, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. All right, Thanks, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Paul. Brad, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, and and I, I know you having so much fun following Bryson around in the Rams. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we'll get that kid home. He's a free agent next year. Would yeah, that'd be nice. 88 for, uh, for the Titans. That'd be lovely. I'm starting to get going. Yep. Well, hey, Brad, hey, Brad, listen, uh, I hope to get in touch with you at some point. I'd love to buy you lunch and pick your brain on a few things, if that's okay. You just say when. All right, man. Hey, this write it down, too. Take pictures. With, that's going to be a, <laughs> a big deal with him buying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. See you, Brad. See you, Brad. Good luck. All right, you guys take care. All Thanks, right. man. Uh, Brad Hopkins. All right, we'll take a break. 